Z, could you try talking? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Did you see how naturally he got through all five yeah. in a row like that? Yeah. I, well, I was, I was practicing. Yeah, for a long time now. I'm proud of you. Z, you're really coming along. Um, <clears throat> thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Z. Um, so, Z, believe it or not, we're yeah. back. Nice. Good to see everyone. Yeah, I can't see you from here. Yeah, because I am actually connected remotely this time. I know, but I have faith that you're out there somewhere. Yes, I am. But you could Still be a, in the planet Earth. You could be a deep fake. <laughs> Some kind of apparition. Apparition, yeah. A, okay. a poltergeist in the other room. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're back. We're with another episode of Misinformation Machine. Today we are joined by our special guest, our special guest is Austin. Howdy. Howdy. Um, hey, Austin. Thank you for joining in. Hi, Z. Thank you for having me. In, uh, in, in respect to our guest, we're, gonna, we're not going to uh, follow the, the typical format of when it's just Z and I going through the, all the housekeeping and the stuff that we, that we normally do. But we are uh, certainly going to uh, we're gonna get into the, the segment where we just talk shit for a while. Oh, perfect. So yeah. we'll, we'll buckle up for that. Um, but we also want to talk to you, right? We got you here now, Austin, and, uh, this is very exciting for us because Z and I don't know you all that well, and we've gotten to know you a little bit recently, you know, over the past few months at least. And I feel like, uh, I've, I've, you know, really enjoyed the time that we've been able to spend together, but you're a, you're a tough nut to crack. Thank you, you know what I mean? You're a young man. You are, uh, you're fresh. You're just, just getting started in this big, scary world. And, um, you're very business minded, very motivated, you know. You're not uh you're not the average kid. I personally attribute it to uh, stunted growth. Stunted growth? Yeah. yeah okay. I, I think I'm just emotionally stunted in many ways that people are misattributing to being uh, to be to emotional maturity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That could be you could be totally right, you know. Um it's certainly, you know, something that's that's unique and interesting about you, that's for sure. Um did you like as a kid, did you feel different? I, what kid doesn't feel different? I mean, that's a good I, point. I, yeah, I, I, I thought I was, I thought I was unique when I was, uh, when I was eight. I thought I had magic powers. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, can you, can you disprove it? I, I can't. I, I, you know, every once in a while, I think I teleport. You know, I get in the car on the way to work, and then I wake up and I'm at work, and I'm like, oh wow, that's crazy. I hope I didn't get in an accident. Yeah. What do they call that? Highway hypnosis. I think so. Yeah. 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 I keep seeing things on Reddit about that. Like, why is it that this happens, but I don't end up flying off of the edge of the turnpike? And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, doesn't every kid feel weird? Is a cop out answer. You little son of a bitch. Thank right? you. Okay. Uh, Let me ask it in a different way. If you're going to be combative with me, homeboy, um, what would you say? In what ways would you say you felt maybe? Different, unique, special. I mean, apart from the magic powers, but right, like, right. 
you know, um, can you give me an example of something that you felt? And I'll tell you one, I'll tell you one about me. So when I was a, when I was a, a little boy, I don't know how old, but definitely little, um, I went to the Puyallup Fair. You're familiar with the Puyallup Fair, a common thing here in Western Washington once a year or pre-COVID times once a year, there was a, uh, there was a fair state, state organized fair, I guess. I don't know. Um, there's pigs and cows and chickens and bullshit, but then also like, uh, carnival rides and carnival games and carnival people. Right. right. And, um, difficult parking, (laughs) you know? So anyway, as a, as a young man, I'm hanging out and we're, you know, we look at some pigs and, and whatever it is and we're having a good time. And there is a, there is a gentleman in a Donald Duck costume, head to toe, right? Like dude inside a suit. Just living his best life. You know what I mean? Like a full-on Disney character, you know, is there. I don't know anything about it. Like now looking back at it, I just assume it was some kind of Disney marketing thing that they must have had a street team that went to all the state fairs or whatever. Right. Um, but uh, so anyway, he comes up to me and I'm excited. I'm super excited. And I'm young enough that I think this might be Donald Duck. Right. And... Um, he comes up to me and he shakes my hand. And so my little, I like reach my little kid hand up and I shake his hand and he's got like, uh, you know, these like white gloves on kind of felt, maybe white gloves on. And he shakes my hand and instantly, as soon as my little hand grasped his hand, my entire way of thinking changed because I was like, that ain't a fucking duck. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't a fucking duck. (laughs) That ain't a fucking duck. That's a man in a duck suit. How old were you? But, yeah. I think I was like maybe yeah. six, seven. I'm just imagining your like little face, just like with the the widening widening eyes, realizing what just happened. Oh no, my eyes were not. I was the squintiest motherfucker that day. Oh. I was like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> like this is the ultimate bait and switch, right? Here I am. I'm minding my my own business. I'm at the fair. I'm looking at cows and pigs and shit, and I'm having a good old time, right? Smells awful, right? America. And then here comes Donald Duck, right? One of my childhood heroes. Right. He's the anti-hero of the Disney universe. You know what I mean? He's a loose cannon. He's out for himself, really. When it comes down to it, yeah, no. he does the right thing after everybody in his, no. his world has to suffer. A big proponent. Of so let me ask you a quick question, actually. All right. What's up, Z? So when, when, when that happened, did you actually believe that Santa Claus was real? No, actually, that was the moment I realized that there was no magic in the world. Oh, wow. That's funny how one thing can change the other belief as well, you know? Yeah. I mean, it just like, it was like, uh, it was like I peeked behind the curtain at Imperial Hunan. (laughs) And there's no going back, right? (laughs) Fucking Donald Duck. You can't unlearn that shit. So, um, so then from that point on, right, my whole life, when I see a Disney character, now I love cosplay. Which is weird because when I see like a Disney character, I'm weirded out by it. I have a certain level of disdain, at, at the very least disrespect, but more so disdain for the people inside those costumes. And now I can only think of two people. And one makes me feel guilty. One is the person who needed a fucking job, right? And Disneyland was hiring and next thing they know, they're in the mouse. The other one, I think, is... I don't know. I've got I've got mixed feelings about it because on one hand it's cosplay and I like it, but on the other hand, one of the things that's cool about cosplay is that the passion of the person who made the costume for their friend or for themselves or whatever it is is different than the passion of the mouse that has a couple billion dollars. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 
So for some, right, yeah. some reason, the only kind of people that I can imagine in those roles are either the people that I feel bad for because they needed a job and here's where they are and that's fine. You know, maybe they like it and that's fine. But there's also, I think, a certain level of person that, that really enjoys the feeling of making these kids happy without necessarily it being attributed to their own merits. And I'm sure that's insensitive to the, the dude in the suit in real life. But especially as a young man, that's really the way that I felt about it. it was like, fuck you. You're pretending. <laughs> You're pretending to be Donald Duck so that you can, you know, earn my trust and my admiration. Fuck that noise. Right? Get a real job. Yeah. You're a grown ass man. Wearing a duck suit. Crazy. Right? Now looking back on it, the older I get, the more tolerant I am and I realize what a jackass I am. So my view, you know, is definitely not the right angle on life. So all right. I showed you mine, bitch. No, you show me yours. Come on. I don't think I have anything as legendary as that. No, come, it's to... not legendary. I think it is. If I had kicked him in the duck nuts, that would be legendary. All I did was sit, stand there and start to tear up. That's that's perfectly fair. Uh, I I hated toys as a kid, and I still do. Um, I have never been able to stand them. Toys? Yeah. I don't... What? Sorry? What do you mean toys? Are we talking like action figures and Legos and uh, squirt guns and... All of it. Video games? I, I, video games, should we constitute that as a toy? I, I think if you want to, then yeah, video games are good, but almost almost anything else, you know? Never really captured your attention. And it, it's not like, oh, you know, when I was eight years old, I decided something. I just never could stand them. Um, mm -hmm. My parents tried getting me magic sets, chemistry kits, all that sort of thing, and it just, I, I didn't like any of it. Interesting. Um, so you were a curmudgeon from a young age. Exactly. Wow. Uh, I, I wanted experiences. So so when I was right. 12, we, uh, my mom, in her infinite wisdom, uh, signed me up for scuba diving classes, which, in my opinion, was one of the best birthday presents for a 12-year-old you could get. But uh, in retrospect, I probably almost died a couple times doing that. Uh 12-year-old me had no business being, you know, 30 feet underwater. Uh-huh. Uh, was this here? This was an Edmonds. Yeah, Edmonds speech. That's cold as shit up there, bro. It, it's not as bad as you think. After you pee, it, uh, it <laughs> I guess that's my problem. It's I always went before. Damn. Uh, I've, I've dove a couple of times, but um, only I one time here. Hated it. Too cold. I'm not a cold kind of person. Right. I don't have any insulation. I just... I instantly my core freezes and then I can't stand it. Um, I dove in Hawaii when I was young and it was the best thing I've ever done. It's, it's, it's a great experience. Yeah. How long has it been since you've been? Oh gosh. I think about, uh, two or three years now. Wow. Uh, turns out diving is expensive. So it yeah, makes no it shit. a little bit yeah. more difficult yeah, that's, to, uh, that's that's yeah. last time I dove my, uh, my dad was paying the bill. Shout out to my dad, future future guest of the show. I already got him booked. Oh, nice. Yeah. Never met my dad, yet, I, I don't believe so. Well, hopefully one day. You're gonna like him. He's he's a cool dude. Um Wow, that's interesting. So what experiences I get that suit. So, so you got some scuba diving under your belt, but like you said, that's an expensive thing. Yeah. That's not the kind of thing that you were doing, you know, three, four times a week. Yeah. You know, you you didn't have a, you know, pack a day dive habit. So what what else did you do to occupy your time as a young man when you uh, were hating on toys? I, I walked a lot. Uh, my cousin and I, Jonathan and I, would uh, actually hang out all throughout the summer. You know, one of us would just hang out at the other's house just three months out of the year. And uh, we would sneak out at about 2 in the morning and go for walks uh, and just kind of explore the neighborhood at night. 
Uh, and we we had a radius of about seven miles around the house. Just, uh, <laughs> you mean like a, like a house cat that gets out at the night to go yeah, on the yeah. prowl? Yeah. That's oh, cool. it was so much fun. The best time was before our parents even had any suspicions because it, it, it was, you know, mission impossible every single time we were getting out. You know, we were preparing uh, blankets and stuff and tying them all together so we could hop out the window from the first story. Uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> It was <laughs> Go on. It was we're listening with bated breath, dude. So we we, we we're sneaking out, you know, we're tying tying blankets together so again we can get out the first story. We're we're getting out, you know, we're sneaking past the dogs. We're we're trying to make sure that nobody nobody barks or makes any noise. And in retrospect, my parents probably were well aware of what was going on and just said nothing for some reason. And uh, this was right around the time that Slenderman was just a huge thing. Mm. And so we're walking around at night, you know, terrified of every single mailbox just down the street because we thought it was Slenderman staring at us. <laughs> um, but it was fun. It was scary. Okay, let me ask you a question about Slenderman. Did, were you familiar with a Slenderman or an Enderman first? Guys, you're going to have to explain that to me, actually. because Slenderman is a Northern European, I want to say maybe Scandinavian in nature, um, folk monster, oh, okay. monster. Like, uh, are you aware of like maybe a a a, a, a boogeyman? Do you know what that means? Yeah. You know what a boogeyman is. Yeah. yeah Slenderman is yeah. like a. Oh no, maybe it's Native American. I don't know. I, I, all I know is that it, at least in the game, he's a tall, slender, suited man with no face, and that is kind of the gist. With no face. Interesting. Um. Enderman, I, I would have to say. I, I learned Enderman first. Yeah, me too. Uh, Minecraft, just one of the best. What is an Enderman? The absolute so uh, an Enderman is, an, uh, is a, one of the, one of the uh, monsters in Minecraft. It's not even really a monster. It's an interdimensional uh, traveler that sometimes you fuck with. Based off Slenderman. Yeah, right. I mean, that's kind of the idea there. Um, okay. So okay. as a kid at, at like a, a martial arts camp, we heard some stories about what they at the time called Stickmen, which were later rebranded as Slenderman. Excuse me, but when I was uh, when I was uh, a kid, I th I thought that I remember now it being um, a Native American thing. But when I learned about Slenderman, I could have sworn it was like Scandinavian. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if that was invented by somebody and just became. See, like, you got your laptop up. Yes, I, yes, I got it. Oh, you're a good producer. All right, find out what a Slenderman is. Where did it come from? <laughs> History of Slenderman. Slenderman. <laughs> so these... Uh, okay, Slenderman, okay. It's going to take a minute. So these, these late-night encounters, not encounters, excursions, right? You're, you're wandering around. Where are you? What city are you in? Uh, Bothell. Okay, so Bothell's not that dangerous of a place at that time, right? It's it's really, yeah, it was really upper class of things considered, so we didn't have that much to worry about. You know, we didn't stumble across drug dealers or anything like that. We're not looking in the right places. Well, exactly. Uh, we, we never had the intelligence to go looking for drugs in the middle <laughs> of the night. We, we, thought, we already thought we were the coolest kids around. Just uh, being out and about, yeah. Yeah, just, uh, ah, we're out against our parents' will. Aren't sure. we the coolest cats? Yeah, yeah. Um, what a rebellion. Sorry? I said, what a rebellion. Uh, okay. <laughs> Z, what do you got? So I don't see um, the location, actually. It just says, like I'm reading this from uh, Wikipedia, the Slender Man is a fictional, fictional supernatural character that originated as a creep by pasta. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, internet meme created by something awful 
forum user Eric Knudsen, okay. also known as the Victor Surge in 2009. So, so it's is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. I kind of thought it had like a folk roots. It's gotta. It's gotta somewhere. Like he had to have the inspirations from somewhere. Maybe it's yeah. Maybe it's an amalgamation yeah. of different like folk monsters. Uh-huh. Yeah. When I was a kid, everything about the stick man thing that they were trying to scare us with is exactly what oh, I heard about actually, Slenderman, except for it happened in the woods instead of in the city. Right. Right. Interesting. See. Uh, yeah, let me, let me actually read this too. Uh, beginning in 2014, a moral panic occurred over the Slenderman after uh, readers of his fiction were connected to several violent acts, particularly a near-fatal stabbing of a 12-year-old girl in Wisconsin. Wow, that's crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, shit. lock your doors. <laughs> kids are stabbing other kids over Slenderman. That's crazy, crazy, dude. Yeah. Wow. That is crazy. All right. It is wild. Uh, did you ever get caught? Ever get in trouble doing that shit? Uh, I don't think we would have ever gotten caught if it wasn't for the police. Um, <laughs> All right. Let's hear that story. <laughs> it was. Uh, it, it started off as a relatively innocent night. We snuck out. We got onto uh, onto the riverside, and uh, we were walking along uh, what, Sammamish River. Uh, the slough, as we called it, and uh, we come across uh, UW Bothell campus, Cascadia, and I had the genius idea to go and check it out, and so we go onto there, we see some cops just kind of pulled over on the side of the road, and I'm not thinking we're doing anything wrong, and the cops, I could see through kind of the window, had already seen us, so I, I stopped Jonathan, he wants to walk away, and we just start walking forward. Um... And as soon as we cross in front of the officer's car, you know, the, the car is literally right in front of us. They're pulled over right next to the crosswalk. Uh, the cops get out and say, hey, can I uh, stop you for a moment? And it turns out the cops were there because somebody was uh, committing carjackings in the area. And so the officers thought it might be us. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And so You look like the type. Yeah, I, I do, yeah. don't I? I've always thought that, yeah. Yeah, little, little uh, 15, 15-year-old me. Yeah, sure. I can imagine. Yeah. And my 16-year-old cousin, just just uh, little thieves is what we were. Yeah. And so we we are, are freaking out at this time. And the cops obviously separate us and start asking us questions. And the first thing the cops said was, how old are you? And I answered 16, my 15-year-old self. And then he asked for my birthday. And without adjusting anything, <laughs> I just said, August birthday. 26, 2000. Uh-huh. And uh, that went as well as you might expect. He was like, what the heck is going on here? Uh, he said, you know, so on and so forth. And he got all sketched out. And uh, I ended up calling my parents. I, I called my mom, and uh, she didn't pick up. She was asleep. So I called my dad, and then he picks up. And uh, he's like, oh, okay. You know, and he just makes sure that we're taken care of. And uh, my cousin's uh, mom, so my aunt, comes to pick us up. And she was pissed. My parents didn't mind so much. They're like, eh, kids will be kids. You know, at least you're not out doing drugs. His mom was freaking out. She yeah, no, like, you're out stealing cars, motherfucker. Exactly. Yeah. Like a good kid does. Yeah, why not? I mean, an entrepreneur. Yeah, some kids get caught up in all these uh, unfortunate problems for themselves, and I'm just out here making a quick buck. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, right. Um, but his, his mom was very unhappy with it. She was bound and determined to prove that he was doing drugs in some way with me, and we were, mm. well, yeah, you sure. Know. Yeah. But uh, that was not the case. So we go home. She was unhappy with him, and uh, for a few weeks we... Uh, 
we keep it on the download. We don't really do anything. And of course, about a month later, we get right back to it. Yeah. And this course, time yeah. we just avoid Cascadia. Yeah, sure. Uh, the cops warned us against homeless people. They were like, oh yeah, you know, there are homeless people. We find poop out on the, uh, out on the areas and, uh, like Blythe Park and stuff. And I'm sitting there like, huh, never seen anything like that. And I've been all over Blythe Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, how, how often do you do this? However, I know a nice secluded spot if I got to do my business when I'm out and about at night. So thank you for the tip, officer. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. I mean, the picture is starting to come into focus. Yeah, for sure. Just a messed up kid. We also broke into hot tubs. Broke into hot tubs. Yeah. Broke into is a strong word. I like no, saying you, it. Yeah. Let yourself in to a hot tub. Let ourselves yeah, in. It's not like they have high security on them bitches. Yeah. So what what do you do at that you're a fifteen year old? Do you just slink on into somebody else's hot tub and just take a take a little dip for a while? We lived in an apartment district, so all it was was finding a either our apartment district or a nearby one and just hopping the fence and getting in. And for yeah. whatever reason, they never covered them. And the best thing was uh, in the winter, they wouldn't heat their pools in any way, shape, or form. Mm. And so they'd be like these, you know, 45-degree pools with, you know, your nice hot tub, which for whatever reason was just kept hot throughout the entire night. Mm. And we would hop in between mm. like some, like, Swedish whatever, whatever, enjoying their, uh, their temperature change. <laughs> That didn't come out right. No, 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 no. But I like, I like, I like your proper use of the, you know, of the cultural term Swedish, whatever, whatever. Exactly. You You don't hear that very often these days. Normally they just call it like Swede something. I don't know. Um, Okay. No, but I I get that. Right. And then, so what you walk home dripping wet. Basically. In your jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, your poor thighs. No, 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 no. Not, not jeans. I should be more clear about that one. We, we just walked out with shorts. Like basketball shorts? No, 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 no. no, no like shorts. Just, oh, oh, you just went just, in a bathing suit. Just went <laughs> and like you were, you were like I just am, legging it around town in a bathing suit. I am ninety five percent sure that nobody had any questions about what we were doing, and that plenty of people saw us doing it and just went, "All oh, those kids." That's awesome! Wow, what a world we live in. We got very lucky. I'll say that much. Yeah, because if true. anybody had any complaints, we would have been in big trouble. Yeah, you're probably right. Do me a favor and. Sneak up a little closer onto that mic. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah. Like this. Oh, wow. Did you hear that, Z? All of a sudden, he got... Uh, okay, up. now I can Hello. hear Austin extremely well. <laughs> Austin, oh, could good. you please speak that? Because I was trying to pick up as much as possible from what you said, but it's been hard. All right, we'll keep it right there then. Sorry, Z. Right, okay, sounds good. But Thank you. Z, just for the record, it sounds like you're very heavily breathing into a robot's anus over there. Are you doing robot all right? anus? It's not anus, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. Thank you for the history of uh, of the Austin. But now give us the future. All right? Like, not this year, not next year, not five years, you know? But what would, what would a, a 40-year-old Austin want to look back and have accomplished by that point well naturally i'll have cured cancer by 25 and achieved world peace at 30 uh that seems like pretty pretty reasonably achievable goals uh maybe by 35 i'd like to have defeated an alien invasion or two Uh, and perhaps by 40 i'd just be finishing up with uh, uh i don't know harnessing the power of a star or something like that uh no but more seriously uh i i'm not entirely sure i don't necessarily have that far out ahead planned out i more have 
just generic goals of what I'd like to what I'd like to pursue and whether I achieve them or not is somewhat irrelevant as long as I'm in the process of pursuing them. Kind of a, a journey over destination. Thing. Oh, you motherfucker. I was just about to say, Absolutely. you mean kind of like life's a journey, not a yeah. destination? Yeah, 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 no, yeah. All right, no, you beat me. You I, I, I was going to say that too, actually, yeah. yeah no, yeah. He, he beat us, dude. He's fast. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I can't keep fast. up with these kids anymore, dude. I'm getting old. Yeah, me too. We both know that's not true. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I am 40, dude. You were there at my birthday. That's true. That's yeah. true. Right? Yeah, I got a long yeah, way to go. Fun. I'm not saying 40 is all that old. 40 is the new, let's say, 25. Just about, yeah. Right? Unless anybody's going to argue with that. Future. But, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I'm in a different place in life than you are, right? I got kids. I got, you know, wife. I got needs that are different than yours. I have goals. Right, like everyone does, yeah. but they're maybe on a different time scale than yours are, right? So, for example, you said something that I really like is to have fought off a couple alien invasions, but of course, that that is not in your court, right? You don't decide when the aliens bring their invasion to a place where you can be effective against it. That depends on how much we antagonize them. Oh shit! So you're thinking about if we if we throw the first stone yeah. out into space hard enough. Then we're gonna have Starship Troopers on our hands, yeah. And uh, we'll and learn. you're gonna be Doogie Hauser. We'll learn our lessons from like the did, Bush did nine eleven. Did, did you guys hear, follow through with it? Are we sure? He did, did you guys hear about? I don't know the recent news uh, um, that there was there was something in space, like uh, probably like million and a half light years away, that was broadcasting something for a long time, and finally Hubble was able to make a picture of what it was, and apparently it's just. Well, they still don't know what the, what it is, but it's a totally different galaxy. No kidding, really. Yeah, yeah. I I, I saw that in news a couple um, days ago. Well, I heard. I mean, I yeah. I I think I heard the same story, Z. But I think you missed maybe the last paragraph. It. I believe they they be. were able to decode the. They were able to decode the message, and it was uh, it was inquiring about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I did, I did miss that uh-huh. on purpose, actually. Yeah, it's the same yeah. thing that uh, James Cameron found etched into the ocean floor when he took his little mini sub down there. <laughs> That's gonna be what sets off the first alien invasion. Yeah, you, They're just gonna be like, away. "Shut up!" Yeah, yeah, for real. You just can't get away from it. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. All right. Well, what I liked about that, though, the alien invasion analogy or, or mm-hmm. idea is is not that. It's not that by 40 you should have already fought them off because I don't want to antagonize them, right? If they can reach us, they can probably take us out pretty easily. So I don't want to, I mean, I'd like to be an emissary of peace. Right, right. right? But, uh, but I like the idea of being prepared. So my goal, while not exactly I want to have defended against them, is I would like to be more prepared to defend against them. Amen. Right. If they haven't attacked already, I would like to feel more prepared in the future than I do now. We don't have enough of a presence in space or anything like that to properly. properly I mean, I ourselves. have zero presence in space. That's true. That's true. That means I trust all of the what space presence yeah. to other fuckers. That's crazy. Right? I don't trust a lot of fuckers. That's, that's fair. You know what I mean? Most most people I know aren't that bright, which makes me worried that most people in the world aren't. That, right, which makes me worried that I'm not in good hands. I'm in the same hands I got, right? Yeah, yeah. Eh, mediocre at best. You, you know, know what I mean? 
going to deliberate over the issue until suddenly a meteor hits us. Who knows, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Anything could happen. Yeah. Scary world out there. Z, how do you sleep at night? Um, that's a great question. I know you're super into space. So many problems. Yeah, I, I, sometimes I lose my sleep over a lot of things. Do you ever? Do you ever like? Uh, do you ever become feel anxiety about uh, alien invasion or or meteor strike? No, uh, no, not necessarily. I, I rarely get worried about the future. I rarely that, that that almost never happens to me. But I'm 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 actually looking forward to one day open you know like opening up my phone and well logging into my phone and seeing something that yeah we've seen those you know now there's a proof and and all that. I'm really looking forward to that. I, and I, without any expectations of what's going to happen after that, you know, without who's taking over, what, what, nothing like no expectation. I just want to know before I die that there is someone out there in the unit. Well, in, in, in the whole cosmos. And it's just not, it's not just us. Bro, of course so there's someone there. out there. This Z, there's someone out there. And yeah, he, yeah. Loves I mean, you. I just don't want to be alone. Yeah, exactly. You're I not alone. You're alone. Lord and Savior Jesus. Okay, Christ. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Accept him into your heart. I couldn't decide whether I was going to say Jesus Christ or I was going to say, and he's sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew it had to be one of the two, right? right. Maybe it's both. It's both. See, yeah, I love yeah. you, and Jesus loves you. And one, one of us is the Son of God, you. and the other one is a bastard. <laughs> So you got a wide range. (laughs) Um, I oftentimes get feel anxious about things like meteor strikes, and I will force myself not to think about it because it's like, what am I going to do about it? Oh, amen. You know, yeah. Weight of yeah, anything in a few billion years. Yeah, absolutely. The inevitable heat death of the universe, removing all trace of anyone's existence and all purpose and meaning. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe we should just quit the podcast. Yeah, right. Well, it doesn't well, really seem well, like it's worth it now. Let's go. Let's go drink the Kool Aid and just uh, or just go watch YouTube or yeah. something. Just, I don't just, know. <laughs> hedonism or something. Hedonism. Yeah, I like that. Um, that that's more speaking my language. Ooh. Which that's that's. I mean, that's a question I'd like to ask you as well. I know that you don't uh, you don't drink. You're you know young man, and you don't use drugs illicitly. Um, yeah, it's not quite true. I do some really hard ones, uh, Pepto Bismol. Oh man! Occasionally, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've dude. been known to take an aspirin. I'm I'm pretty hooked on Pepto these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's where it's at. Absolutely. People don't realize it yet. I think the next, yeah. you know, purple drink, right? Purple drink. Yeah, yeah. I like pink drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it's at, dude. For real, man. You wake up in the morning, you feel great. You didn't wake up nine times a night because you're like dying of heartburn or yeah, whatever yeah. the shit. Your ulcer. Or some shit, you know? Uh, yeah, Pink Drank. That's where it's at, ladies and gentlemen. Now on to today's sponsor, Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> now, <laughs> from a quick word from our sponsor. Misinformation is unofficially brought to you by Pepto-Bismol. The only antacid that is not paying for this show and would rather we didn't name drop them. You're going to love our product. It is one of the most amazing things you've ever seen. It can cure cancer. It can help bring your child to birth. It can... 
help you even have an abortion if you so need it. Mm, I guess it depends on how much you drink. It exactly depends on how much you drink. Yeah. Wow. Help your child to birth, though. That's a different one. I haven't heard that yet. I like it, though. Yeah. Yeah, what do you just kind of squirt some up in there so it lubes it out? <laughs> I have no idea, but that sounds like what you do. Uh, all right. Well, or or maybe it's just a, a you know you you imbibe a certain amount, but not too much, right? Like like a, it's a real Alice in Wonderland kind of a deal where like one or two sips, right? One sip, no heartburn. Two sip, have a baby. Three sip, you did. Just, just no, no, baby out. dead. Have you considered dying lately? <laughs> Just three sips of Pepto. Three sips of Pepto. Um, uh, listen, ladies and gentlemen of the fine Pepto-Bismol Corporation or whatever parent company it is, listen, you guys make a fine product and we're not trying to talk shit. I literally am hooked on your product, so thanks. Keep making it. We appreciate you. Tastes delicious. Pink drink, motherfucker. All right. Um, where No, vices. That's what I wanted to ask you. Is like, Do you have a, a real vice? Money's a pretty good one. Uh, money's a good one, but what are you doing with it, right? Nothing. Collecting money isn't a vice, it's a mental illness. Yeah. Right? Spending the money is where the vice comes in. And I spend it on food, just ungodly amounts of food. Mm. I gotta make sure I'm like close enough. I wonder if I'm fading out or anything like that. No, you're good. Okay, good. You're good. Imagine it's like a like a cone-ish sort of oh, yeah. space in front of you. So it's easier to just align it wherever you're comfortable. Um food. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, all of it. Big fan of the fast food. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't call myself a big fan so much as it's just so gosh darn convenient. I mean, that's fair. You can get it. You can get a lot of it. It's not that expensive. You can find consistency from city to city, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. I went to an Applebee's last night. I normally don't talk shit about companies, but Applebee's is my least favorite restaurant in the world now. I feel the exact same way. They're fucking terrible. This, the food is so bad. And this is my opinion and my opinion only, and it doesn't reflect anything. But, man, my experiences at Applebee's have been nothing short of disappointing for the last at least 10 maybe more years when i was a young man my father and i would eat there all the time we would get the uh asian chicken salad or whatever they called it um and it was pretty good and then eventually it got worse and worse and worse and i quit eating those and i was like all right this time i'm just gonna get a hamburger right how can they you know can't be bad their hamburgers are like the soggiest drippiest oiliest things and it's got to be because it's like microwaved so they're spraying it down with oil so it doesn't get all dry and crispy. Flat out, yeah. But it just ends up all greasy and awful. And my little girl got a dish that was a four-cheese four pasta with chicken tenders that had a kind of like a honeyish sweet sauce on them. And the combination, everyone at my table tried it, and none of us were willing to eat it. Oh, I don't know if that was just a bad job cooking it or if that recipe is just whack, but it was all the way around. Every every one of us were, well, no, uh, uh, one out of five of us were half satisfied with their meal and the rest of us quit eating halfway through and we were like, no, I'm not hungry enough anymore to do this. So it was really disappointing. So Applebee's, don't sue me, but get your shit together, right? disappointing yeah. and it's just a fair critique you know they, they yeah. got a they got stuff they need to work out and they're supposed to be some high end of fast food or whatever or do they even count as fast food? no they're not fast food or restaurant. You know, they're a restaurant oh no we're getting a phone call oh my how do we okay okay everybody just relax it's gonna be fine we'll probably just 
edit that beeping out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it in. It's a part of the experience. Leave it in, yeah. I don't know how long it's going to be before. I've never got a phone call while we were on air before. That's fair. Yeah. And I, I got to let it go. I'll have to just keep talking through it. Well, it's over now. So That's good. Um, yeah, Applebee's, really, for real. I mean... Let's let's step up the professionalism, and this comes from a person who just accidentally got a phone call while on air. Yeah, right. The, the lower middle class yeah. demands yeah. more of their high-end yeah. restaurants. That's what I'm saying. Well, we are called Mr. Permission Machine. So. Oh, but bro, this one is not. This is not misinformation. I'm I'm gonna say that this, this is, is real shit. Yeah, th- this isn't. Okay. You know, th- like I said before, as a disclaimer, because I don't want to get sued. This is only my opinion, but. I doubt that there's a whole lot of people that would argue with me on this one. Maybe it's that one particular Applebee's, though. I'm not going to say which okay. one it is. Yeah. If Applebee's reaches out to me to hash this out or sends goons after me, I'll maybe change my tune. But I don't want to call them out just because it's good people and bad company. Yeah, yeah. I find that's the case, right? Good people, bad company. Seems it seems endemic yeah. to our uh, society. You know, level. it's pretty rare that you get a company full of bad eggs, but it's an overall good company. It's usually a bad company with good workers. Well, it's that mental illness we discussed. You know, that that need for money it just just overwhelms. Need for money, need for compensation for not doing a hands-on task, yeah. right? A large infrastructure of middle management that doesn't actually produce. God, I want to be there someday. Right? I was thinking the same thing. Right? You know, dream job. People talk about like, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be an astronaut. No, no. middle manager who doesn't have to do anything, just, just talk shit all day. Exactly. Just absolutely yeah. nothing. Bare minimum. Maybe Listeners, if any of you guys are in middle management and like know the secret to breaking into that kind of a business, you let us know. Send us an email. One of these days, you'll be able to call us live on our on our on-air hotline. Well, I guess it won't be live. You'll be able to leave us a voicemail on our not live on-air hotline. Uh, and let us know how to break into that, break into that market. Yeah. You know, help us readjust our children's yeah. futures. Instead of thinking about you know becoming something big and important, they can become middle management and live good lives. Instead of pursuing some. Do you think you, that could ever be you? I could totally, I could totally do that. I think, I think the problem is I need to be trying to do something else afterwards. But at the end of the day, you know, if you've got a, a effectively a nine to five where you do almost nothing during the day except, you know, just sit on Reddit or whatever. You get home, and I don't want to speak for the middle managers because they may have a different experience, you know, if it's sufficiently depressing. But you get home and you just have all this energy to do something because you just spent eight hours of the day relaxing. Yeah, not really doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. You're not taxed. I think I'm idealizing it a little bit too much, but God, that sounds amazing. I know. No, I hear that. When I was a younger man and I was uh, in a more uh, physical part of construction, um, I would come home very tired, but often quite inspired to create, right? I did uh, like a lot more artistically back then than I, than I do now. Now, one, my job is more artistic in nature, which does, you know, sort of create a, creatively satisfy some of that stuff. But, um, and I'm nowhere near as tired now, but often I am a little bit less inspired because so much of my day is spent sort of problem solving, right? thinking around problems, you know, either in communication or in designs that I work in. But oftentimes when communicating with people, I have to... I have to figure out what's the right way to ask the question I want to ask so that they'll give me the answer I need. 
yeah. you know, or the right way to tell them the information they, they need to hear in a way that they're not going to misinterpret it or not leave any room for them to, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Twist my words, let's say. I think it's partly a big part of why it's draining is, you know, if you're having interesting problems to solve, that's great. But it, it's killing to solve problems that just, just keep the boat moving forward. That, right. that don't necessarily, right. you know, achieve something huge or big. It's just the day-to-day problems that require creativity and and thinking. But right. Don't functionally. No, you said society. it. You said it just then. Um, not what? What did you say? Keep afloat. Keep the boat moving. Keep the boat moving. Yes. Absolutely. Not even afloat. Yeah. Not even moving. <laughs> just just staying up. Yeah. Absolutely. The maintenance. Yeah. Maintenance have you, problem solving. Uh, are, are, have you ever heard of? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sure you've heard of, but uh, have you ever listened to Adam Carolla's podcast? I don't think so. Um, one of the first podcasts that I, I became aware of and started listening to after he lost his radio show, or, or I don't think he quit, I think they changed formats or whatever, but okay. one day he announced that, hey, next week, no more show, after I'd been listening for years, because it was you know syndicated here on morning radio, and we were I was installer back in the day, so I would leave the warehouse every morning at like, you know, maybe 7.30 in a van heading out to the peninsula or up to Blaine or whatever. So I'd have a long time to listen, you know. And uh, uh, so early on in his radio or in his podcast, maybe it was even he mentioned on the radio show, but he would would share an analogy. And I don't really see eye to eye with him on everything, but there's some respectable points that he brings. Um, And he, he makes an analogy about humanity in general or society being like a bus going up a hill. And there's a lot of people sitting on that bus. And the bus is taxed because of the amount of people on it. So some of the people have gotten off the bus and have walked around to the back and are now pushing. And because of their additional strength, we're all going to make it to the top. They're able to compensate for the the lack that the bus has in power to to push all these people up to to the top of this hill. But inexplicably, some people have got out of the bus and are laying down in front of it. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And we all fit into one of those three categories. We're either pushing the bus, we're sitting on the bus, or we're laying down, laying down in front of the bus. Now, I kind of feel like the people laying down in front of the bus, in a way, are living their best life. In the way that I feel that the nature of the universe is that life is fleeting. So we should really be fucking taking advantage and have no shame. And I should be running down the street with my dick out every day. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like I'm wasting that opportunity to not just be completely hedonistic because maybe this is the only thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So why not? What's holding me back, you know? But the majority of people I think are content to sit on the bus. And I find something about that to be very comforting because I much more identify with a bus pusher. And I know, I'm sure you do as well. And I know that Z does, even if he doesn't think that he does, he's absolutely a bus pusher. And that's, that's one of the reasons why, you know, we, we get along, why we can find such, such common ground while being so different people is there's something Mm -hmm. fundamentally similar about us in that we, we all enjoy the idea of being a positive part of change. And, uh, you know, we, we take pride in being reliable and helpful, you know, making things happen. Part of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for real. Yeah. I, I like to be a leader. I like to be innovative. I like to be creative, all those things. But at the end of the day, I think helpful is really the thing that I, I find to be the common denominator with all of those different, you know, descriptors. 
was such an important thing for me. Uh, when I when I started off in college, you know, I ended up running out of money after my first four quarters, and I had to go to college. Only cost a dollar. That's just an ultimate dad joke right there. That is absolutely that is absolutely perfect, bro. I'm a padre, padre familia. Oh, what man. you want from me? That 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 was amazing. But it was the way that you said it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, give me a break. All right, go on. First year of college, uh, I, I ran out of money, and it wasn't just money though. It was I was really depressed at the end of it because I, I was just feeling bad. I was feeling worthless. I was feeling useless, and I couldn't identify why. I didn't know that that was why I was you know, having so much trouble. Uh, and it wasn't until I got to Kitchen Plus and then I ended up getting into, can I say that? Do you do you have any reservations about those kind of things? I know. I just talked the maddest shit about Applebee's. That's right? totally fair. I, just I think if we're sure. going to get sued, it'll be Applebee's, not Kitchen Plus. Fuck those guys, by the way. Uh, fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, no. I, they, they're working Straight on their up. stuff. They're working on okay. their stuff. Are they? I'm gonna look. Leave it at I don't that. know. Same way there, with Applebee's. There might be some good people there. Yeah. Right. That's a bad company. Good people. Yeah. It, is. it was when we were there. It is now. It used to be such right? a good company. And you and I were there in two completely different eras, and we walked yeah. away with the same feeling. That tells you exactly what it is. Yeah. None of the same people were there, except for Robin. Yeah. None of the same people were there when you worked there as me. Yeah. Right. Well, the Pretty, shop was mostly the same, but this is the shop. Well, that may be okay. I'll give you that. There may still be some good people there. Yeah. So if you're still over there, guys, man, I hope we can find something better for you one day. Yeah. But, um, in, in anyway, it, yeah. so with with Kitchen Plus, I it was when it was when I became I became a cabinet maker first, and you know I was just making toe kicks and cabinets and all that, and that was that was nice in the physical sense. Uh, it was good to have a forty hour job. It was good to feel like I was earning money and I was I was paying my keep, and then I ended up becoming a tech planner. And for the first few months of me training, um, I still felt useless. And then uh, all the previous uh, tech planners had left, and it was just me. And it was three other guys, two of which had the exact same amount of experience in terms of tech planning as I did, and one who just had two years of experience. And when I kind of shaped up and put everything together and started really trying my absolute best to keep the company afloat, I felt useful. You know, I'd speak to people and they'd talk to me and they'd be like, thank you, Austin, I appreciate what you're doing. And and it made me realize that this depression I was feeling in college was because of how absolutely worthless I felt. Just kind of sitting there. Not being of service. Yeah, not being of service. Just just existing. Yeah. And, you know, four years is a long time, for yeah. me at least. And uh, it just it seemed insurmountable. Yeah, and four quarters is a lot of money. Four quarters is a lot of money. Oh, oh my God. For real. Uh, yeah, I can totally relate. You know, um, I think that's been the case for me my whole life. I think I've always known I wanted to be I wanted to be a uh, artist and entertainer from a very young age. I felt a, a great a great joy in making people happy, making people laugh, or um, making people tell me that my work was impressive. Yeah, yeah. Right. At the end of the day, it's like you know, it's not the words. I mean, it took me a long time to understand it. Right when I was a kid, it was like I was looking for praise. I was, you know, very involved in martial arts, and I was doing tournaments, and I was striving to win. Right. And sometimes I did, and it felt amazing, and I was so happy and so proud of myself and whatever. And then later, I realized it's not that I, I don't. It's not that I want people to feel. It's not that I want to hear that I'm impressive. It's that I want people to feel something positive. Right. And by 
doing something that impresses them or by making them laugh or by helping them out, I'm getting that, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's the aspect of knowing too, not just not just wondering, because it, it's one thing. Yeah. When, oh, yeah. That's what I love about comedy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's, you know what I mean? Nobody's straight faced enough to hide that. When you no. when you land a fucking banger, right? Even the stoic, even your dad, right? Somebody yeah, super yeah. stoic is still gonna like do the hard breathe out through the nose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? You know you got them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, feedback instant, and when you're not Absolutely. doing well, you know as well. Oh yeah, for sure. You do get that instant feedback because yeah. nobody laughs, and you're just like, yeah, no, guys, I'm not psychotic. I, I didn't mean that seriously. That was a joke, but you didn't get it, which means yeah, that yeah. I totally misread the situation. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go. Thank you so yeah. much. It was great working here. I'll see you later. And that's probably the only thing that really killed me with tech training is it's not really instant feedback. You know, you no. find out about no, your only from us four months down the line. You, I mean, here or at least. There, wherever it is, ladies and gentlemen, disregard the man behind the curtain here. Yeah. But Austin uh, is a former colleague and hopefully, again, future colleague. It may be too early to spill any beans, but um, one, of the, one of the reasons why he's here with us tonight is because he is deeply impressed, Z and I, um, not only with his work, work ethic and how excellent of a co- co-worker and colleague he is, but he's just a, a fascinating little dude, right? He's He's... Brilliant and um, snarky as hell in a very pleasant way when you're not on the receiving end of his brattiness. <laughs> in fact, I, I, I heard a former manager of his today refer to him as a brat while also singing his praises. And, uh, and I thought, yep, that's him. That's the Austin I know. Yeah, I'm Thank glad you. you're here with us tonight. Yeah. Thank you for making time. Z, listen, I, I've been absolutely just bogarting this mic tonight. Part of that is because you're I, hiding I know, in the corner. I know. Uh, yeah, and I'm having I'm having a hard time to pick up what you guys are saying. I know, so, I know, I know, know, because it's it's because you're in a corner, and also because you don't speak English. So here's what I want to do. I want to offer you an opportunity to come on over here. And slide up into uh-huh. my mic, right? Get all up in this bitch. You can even use my headphones and uh, ask Austin a couple of questions. All right, before we sign off. Sure. And I'll go hide in the other room, off mic for a second. I'll even wipe down my headphones for you, so you don't have to deal with my. Dude, no, I'm up on your. Do you hear the feedback? Oh, okay. I'm gonna leave that there. Why don't you go ahead and just? Why don't you go ahead and just... Yeah, just here. Yeah, just call it off, and then we'll trade off, all right? Can you still hear us okay? I can. All right. We're either going to cut it, cut this part out, edit around it, or leave it the fuck in. Sometimes I want to just, like, play one of the fun sound effects. Yeah, yeah. Right? Over us fumbling through our technical difficulties. So we'll find out. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back in a minute after a quick word from our sponsor, Z-Money. Z-Money. All right, I'm putting this in. Fuck, am I going to get sick, bro? Yeah, you're going to get COVID all up in your ears. And then you'll die. Oh, well, I can hear you now. Woo. Hey, Austin. Hey, Z. It's good to see your face. It's good to see you, too. <laughs> all right. Can I click something? Anything. Don't click anything. No, here. No, you're, oh, oh, you, you want to <laughs> play with you the, want the buttons. Click a button? All right, sure. This playing right now. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. In the world. Those are the in only the world. Ones you need. Well, wait, you might want this one. Okay, that's not bad. All right, and then this is the volume for those. Oh man, it's so clear now. Yeah, isn't it? So clear. We gotta get a third mic. (laughs) 
How are you doing, Austin? How are you feeling so far? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Z? Not too. Is it is it like your first podcast or this is absolutely my first, first, first podcast? Oh man, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we can we can continue doing that shit. You know, whenever you're available. Hell yeah, absolutely. What do I want to ask you though? Like, for example, one of the one of the things that I appreciate about you, um, you know what you want to do at a very young age. When I was fucking twenty. I was still trying to figure some, a lot of things out. You know, I, I couldn't uh, set my mind on some, just one thing or, or like two things. It doesn't matter. Like, this is what I want to do. Like, every every time I remember, I would ask myself, uh, um, actually, Kurt and I were talking about this uh, um, before. Thank you. Whatever you did there. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, if I had all the money in the world and all the time in the world, to me, uh, once I know the answer to that question, that's the thing that I want to do for the rest of my life. What would you ask? What would your answer to be? I want to be solving the world's problems. World's problems? Wow. Doesn't doesn't matter. Like I don't have to be the one who solves it. I don't have to be. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have to. Yeah, I don't have to be the one who solves it. I don't have to even contribute in a massive way. But I want to be a part of solving the world's problems. It'd be it world hunger, cancer, or whatever else. I just want to. I want to be a part of the solution. That's amazing. Top five. What are your top five world's problems? Top five world problems. You know, I, I was actually reading about a website. I never followed uh-huh. up on it, but I was reading about a website that specifically listed the top five, or not top five, but just the top engineering problems to solve for a better tomorrow. And I really wish I could give you some numbers from that list because that would be impressive, but I, I literally just like put it into my phone and then forgot about it. Um, oh man, top five. I'd say aging is the number one. When, absolutely and when we when you talk about absolutely you know, if we can fix that that's amazing that's amazing absolutely yeah. beyond the aging i'd have to say what else would there be, what what else else would there would there be? be? So, exactly yeah once we fix that i mean yeah because aging includes a lot of diseases uh so we'll, we'll consider that kind of the medical aspect we'll just we'll just generalize that to uh disease because i consider aging to be a disease so just just Curing disease. It's a flaw in the design. Yeah. yeah. Some people call it as a balance, which I don't agree, but. Absolutely. I, yeah. I think a lot of people, a lot of people call it a uh, necessary or something like that. And I, I just don't know if I agree with that. I, yeah. I think, yeah. I think humanity can solve the problems that uh, living longer will bring the same as we've solved them in the past. Yeah. Uh, number two I, it's difficult to say number two because number one to me is very obvious, but everything past that, I, I just don't know. You know, I, I Kurt might say, actually, yeah, from the side, he he said uh, violence. Um, if you if you give the person who rubs the money, you know, takes other people's money and and all that, if you give them a lot of money, they probably stop doing it. And I feel like the reason why I'm saying this, I feel like a lot of violence happens because of all the finite things in our lives. Being one, one being is a time, and I guess it's probably the most important one. If you give us all the time in, in the world, that means we can keep trying stuff, and it wouldn't even matter if we fail at them, right? It kind of the violence, it kind of cures the violence as well. I, I, I don't know. I, I think violence is a really difficult one to solve because part of solving violence is inherently changing. The human condition. I think. I think it's just kind of built into our nature to, at least on some level, be violent. Not necessarily, you know, world war level scales. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but on some level, 
Okay, yeah, that's why the demons exist. Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Fortnite. Oh that's, man, I gotta play that, Fortnite. That's the problems we gotta solve. Too, too many kids playing that's Fortnite the these days. Yeah, the, the I've been asked to play it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. It will. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it. There, there are ways of kind of allowing an outlet, but I think on some level, I, it, I just. How do you, how do you determine? How do you make sure? Because I, I can reasonably create a, a cure for aging and then it is up to individuals to accept, accept it, it whether they yeah. want it or not but to come up with a cure for violence to inherently create a non-violent world imagine if i did create a cure for violence that would that would inherently involve changing people's minds and in order to make sure that nobody was violent i'd have to give it to them whether they wanted it or not and that that is a difficult problem to solve yeah then again yeah. Well, so Kurt actually asked the question: How do you take away the need that causes the violence? I guess that's what I was trying to imply to you. Like, yeah. if you take that away, uh, you know, the the finite number of, um, we need more money. We need more, money, more t- maybe we actually oh, don't need money. Look, could we? Could we figure more money, more food, more hot women, more access to resources? It's there the we go. Answer. No violence. Well, what about individuals? <laughs> well, I, I wonder about well, individuals who are... <laughs> or hot men, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Would that solve serial killers? Do you, do you think? Or would, Probably would, not. I think it would, yeah. It would, it would in, by and large, solve a lot of these issues. I think space travel could help a little. Well, no. I think space travel will cause its own set of wars. Um well, even humans versus humans. Who gets to yeah, determine who gets, who gets the uh, water deposits of, of Mars if, if we're trying to settle Mars? You yeah. Know, if, if countries unless, are deciding. Unless uh, uh, everybody finds a common enemy, then we will unite. You're talking about the cleanup. Yes. That, that would be the dream. That would be, you know, if I had to, like, if I could just do anything, anything at all, I would be the common enemy that unites humanity. I, I would be the supervillain. That would be dope as hell. Are you talking about Mr. Glass? Mr. Glass. Is that from the trilogy? Uh, yeah. With uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Unbroken. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, Unbroken. Uh, then Split. Split. And Glass. And Glass. I have not seen a single one of those. He became a supervillain. Elijah, the character played by Samuel L. Jackson, um, had a disability, made his body very frail, but he was very intelligent. He became a supervillain looking for a person whose body was very, very strong could be the hero he, he manifested himself as the villain to find the hero that's a good way to go i i, I would do i i would love to do something similar where it just you know i i become the villain that the world centers around that just just an impossible task but can you imagine going into the history books as that you know i'm not talking i'm not talking hitler i'm not talking you know putting people in horrible situations i'm just talking about you've seen how curly my mustache is it's basically the only thing I imagine. So I'm not the only one planning it. This Fuck is good. no, dude. This I've wanted good. to be a Bond villain my whole life, which right. is, right, explains why I'm wearing sparkly shoes and I have a curly <laughs> motherfucking mustache, bro. <laughs> right? Look at my mask. Yeah, yeah. Right? I look like a gay scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> Just a billion dollars away from taking over the world. Yeah. Oh. Gay scorpion. I got to do this for that. In a world where gay scorpions take over. In a world 
where you have to fear for your life, <laughs> wondering if you'll be safe from their sting. Okay, scorpions. Right. I love that. Yeah. Gay, gay, gay scorpions are the real ones who mean when they say, come over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so, out of a list of five. It's important oh. that you, you break it down to the listeners so they know that we're not being homophobic here. Tell them what I look like, right? Oh, man, that's going to be hard not, to describe. Yeah, no, absolutely not. It's just a gay scorpion that we're against. He's very, very, he's got a pink mask. He's got a uh, sweater, which I cannot tell the colors of, but it looks like pink, gray, and black. Oh, why can't you tell the colors, Austin? Because I'm colorblind. Mm. Much to my chagrin, as everybody likes to ask, what color is this? And <laughs> then you have gray or black pants. You're right. With very sparkly shoes. They're gray Lululemons. I wear almost exclusively Lululemons when I'm at work um, or after work, as we are now. The best brand there is. I don't know about that, but they do make a damn fine slack. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I want to point out to you, on air, officially, Mm -hmm. I've never asked you what color this is. That's true. I make a lot of jokes at your expense. You do. I have never asked you what color is this. You are one of the few. I would feel so ashamed if I made the same joke that every other motherfucker makes about not a handicapped, but a difference in your biology than ours. Yeah. Right? That would be embarrassing. I like calling so. it an eye stupidity. <laughs> yeah, eye stupid too. Eye <laughs> <laughs> stupidity. But yeah, uh, colorblindness is fun. But, uh, you know, a lot of people are colorblind. It's nothing, nothing particularly special. We should uh, start we thinking about signing off. Why don't you ask one more hard question? No, you know what? Actually, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, you know, um, I'll, I'll leave that to you. What would, what would you want us or like listeners to know something about you? Wait, wait, hold on. Before you do that, I love that. Well, we're going to give you a chance to plug something, right? Mm-hmm. And it can be something about you if you want to say something to the world, but it can also be if you want to give a shout out to something that you really believe in, that something that you love, something you think deserves attention, whatever it is. I want you to plug something that you love here, but. Um, or if there's a way that it can benefit you, advertise something, you know, a venture of yours that might right. be might be interesting. Um, but before we do that, I want to give you the opportunity to ask us, either one of us or both of us, your question. Oh, my. Oh, shit. I yeah. Don't, I'm not good at thinking. This is going to be difficult. <laughs> I'm not good at answering. That's fair. <laughs> but go ahead. Let's see. Oh, please don't forget my question, though. I want I want to know your answer. Okay, I'll keep I'll yeah. keep that in mind. Um, what's your guys's plan over the next ten years? Where do you Where do you want to be? Realistically, you know, where where are you Where are you striving to be to change to, or perhaps not change to accept to 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 uh, increase your uh, satisfaction with life. I don't know exactly where I'm going to end up, but I know for certain I will be at a place that I'm no longer an asset to myself, meaning that I don't have to work for money. Right. I'm struggling a lot right now, and I'm and it's all going to be worth it. You know, and I don't want to sound like, you know, all that uh, positivity and all that shit. You know, most of them I do believe anyways, but it's not that. It's just I know if you do something and be consistent at it, and, you know, add more quality every time you do it, 
there's going to be a good return. There's going to be a good return. And I definitely don't want to work under anyone, especially after 10 years. Absolutely. And I really wish that, you know, that comes. I really wish that happens. That's all I can tell. What about you, brother? Well, <clears throat> that is a great question and something that I do struggle with all the time is what does the future hold? Thank God I'm um, not the only one. No, dude, you're not the only one. Every every man in the planet, and I, I would assume woman as well. Um, yeah, I don't I don't mean to be sexist about it, but ev- ev- all of us, right? We all uh, we're all feeling the same thing, and what I want changes very rapidly in my life. I find. The, the through lines throughout are I want to entertain and I want to create art as a lasting legacy. Is like um, the, I've already got a few things I'm proud of in the world and that will outlast me, I'm sure. And I don't know, I don't know where they're going to go or how, what significance that may have, but I know I, I do feel a certain proud in those things. Even though that I know that they're ultimately fleeting, they're not going to survive like, you know, the sun's death or whatever it is, right? But just to know that... Uh, I may have some influence over another human being in the future after I'm gone. There's something I think satisfactory about that. Yeah. Um, but that's really what it is. Uh, is I hope that in the next ten years I can I can find a way to be more involved in creating those types of 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 things of legacies for myself. Right. And even if it's not like a, a personal thing, like somebody looks at a, a, a an art that I've an art that I've done. I sound like such a tool when I say it that way but somebody looks like a project that I've completed and is like oh you know this was made by that guy and he did this and he did that and he thought this or he was or wasn't or whatever right it's more just like this thing compels me to feel something you know what I mean even if they don't know who I was if there's anonymity in it I don't think it's a problem it's more just I I like the idea that um, if I make something that is in my head right when it gets out of my head it's like I'm free of it you know what I mean? When it comes out right. When it comes out wrong, then I'm fucked, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, oh, I made a happy accident. Now I got to focus and figure out how to get the real thing out. But when I complete a project that goes, that that leads to a physical thing or in some manner, a, a thing that can be observed by somebody else that is from my interpretation what I intended, then it's it's like a burden off of my uh, off of my mind, you know? I no longer am the only one who can feel that or think that because of this thing, you know? And and it's like jokes, right? It's like telling a joke. Um, Not a a well-crafted joke for your stand-up routine, right? But I'm talking about when you're just in conversation. And I mean, honestly, I'm sure a lot of jokes for stand-up start that way. But when you're in conversation and somebody says a thing and your brain is like, well, that's funny, right? If you don't have the kind of filter to stop yourself from saying it out loud instantly you get to share that moment with everybody else right yeah so in a way art is like telling a joke that lasts for a lot longer than than that moment you know what i mean you're going to make a person feel something when they observe it the trick is you know for a lot of artists i think we find a uh, 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 frustration in how do we how do we get it in front of eyes or ears how do other people get the opportunity to appreciate this thing and thus earn that satisfaction of knowing that at least somebody else felt the same thing that we did or something similar to what we did. So I guess that's my answer is, is in the next 10 years or, or whatever my next goal, right? I got a lot of things I got to do. Like I said, I got I got a mountain of responsibility as a, as a grown ass man with a family, but um, 
if I can do something uh, productive, my version of productive is is creating something in the world that can bring people ideally entertainment. At the end of the day, I feel like I'm a clown. I can't get around it. I'm not going to solve the world's problems, right? That's not for me. I'm going to talk mad shit. You know what I mean? I'm going to twirl my mustache, talk a bunch of shit, you know, smile at people, and right, we're all going to have a good time. That solves certain problems. It does. It really does, you know? And maybe that's it. Maybe it's the sorrow in my own life has, has led me to turn to clowns, you know, entertainers to, to make me feel better, to make me feel hope or whatever. And now in turn, I feel like just like being a father, right? I, I very much respect my own father. And now being a father, I hold myself to that same standard that, that he held himself to or my inflated version of it, right? Yeah. But that means I just end up better than he was if I do, if I do everything right, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know the areas where he was a fraud, right? I just know that he was strong and, you know, he was, uh, he, w- he was emotionally sensitive and he was, he was capable and a man of his word, right? So I have some very strong, like, benchmarks that I need to, you know, to follow up on. So, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That right. was a very descriptive answer. Thank you for that. Well, that you. was fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Austin. So, Austin, uh, before we go, though, you've got to give you gotta me an some plugs, man. Some plugs. Yeah. What do you want to yeah. tell people? What do you love? What do you want to shout out to? Give us, like, if you had the opportunity. It doesn't matter who it is, right? It doesn't have to personally benefit you. It could be anybody, anything. What do you want the people of the world? I'm sorry. What do you want the people of the future to know all about? I'm not sitting I, on your lap. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how many times you pat your fucking thigh at me, it is a gorgeous thigh. Don't get me wrong. Well, you got mus- muscular looking legs. You don't have chicken legs like most yeah. dudes. Yeah. Uh, I, I will I will plug two things then. One of them, because Brian would kill me if I didn't, and that is BCT. It is a tile company that I've started with a good friend of mine and cousin. Nice. And uh, I'll plug it anyway, website, phone number, whatever you want. Oh, gosh. No, I just want you to know about the name. Okay, make sure BCT. the name is something that they can Google. bct broken concept style it's a fun name Uh, a lot of people would question the validity of that name but i I personally i I, i've grown to like it over time i think hey one of my favorite uh production companies is called broken lizard there you go right yeah wrong with that and i I just i just want to mention its name because that'll make him extremely happy to hear that uh i wish you guys the best of luck yeah thank you the, the, the next thing I want to say is um, I don't think people are as aware of where we are with life extension technology. I think a lot of people think that we are 50 or 60 years away from getting anywhere close to it. But based on the research I've been doing, uh, it is we, we're within 30 years of achieving our first life extension, which would drag the, uh, the average lifespan up to about 120 years old. Wow. Um, wow, it's good to know. I, I mean, at like 50 years ago, wh- what was the life expectancy? Like 40 years, 50 years? Like on average. 50 years, it was still pretty good. I'd imagine it was... It yeah, was, probably 100 it was years ago or more. Well, maybe not in Azerbaijan. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> it's, fair. It's still, it's still 50 years over there, brother. No, no, of course, that's a joke, but... I don't know yeah. exactly. I don't know exactly what it was 50 years ago. I, I, I would know, imagine it was somewhere around 60s. Because a big thing about uh, average lifespan that a lot of people forget is it really is an average. And you get a lot of infant mortality that drags it down. So, for example, a lot of people think in the Middle Ages that you only ever made it to 40. But the reality is, is people who made it past 10 years old generally live to be 60, not necessarily 70, but, you know, into their older years. And it was just a whole lot of infant mortality that dragged things down and child mortality. 
Uh, and uh, you, you'd probably get similar things with the 50s where you'd be living a lot longer, but they, there were still a lot, of, a lot of medicine issues, you know, like children having different blood types from their parents. Yeah. And uh, uh, I don't know if they were getting K-shots when they were that little or anything like that or uh, premature births that would uh, have dragged down the national average. Okay, so what can we, the layperson, do to help, to assist in ushering in this new world of, of like life extension technologies, right? First off, don't die. Uh, the next one is, is if you can, donate to the SENS Research Foundation, uh, anti-aging. It is SENS Research Foundation. Say that, say that slow and spell it, motherfucker. S-E-N-S, Research Foundation. Okay. It is an amazing place. Uh, they're they're doing great research into these technologies, and they have a lot of things in the work, in the works uh, that are not quite yet at human trials, but they're working their way there, and that's a big reason why we haven't yet seen anything on the market for life extension is because you know you got to pass quite a few things before you're going to be putting somebody into somebody's body that could potentially make them live an extra decade or so. Wow, chicka wow wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, but okay. yeah, send them a few bucks. They they uh, yeah. they could definitely use it, and they could definitely do some great things with that. Sounds good. Well, thank you for the plug. I'll be sure to check them out. All right, you want me to swap in and sign out? Yeah, sounds good. Thank you guys. Thank you. It's good talking to you, Z. No, he, he left. All he's right. walking out yes, the building no, right yeah. now. Yeah, let's do some foley. Oh, okay, Z is stepping out of the building now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a, All right. was um, a car. Well, no, it's okay. We're just going to call it off now. Um, it's been an amazing hour and 20 minutes or whatever it's been now. Thank, Thank you, you so really much for joining this. us. I'm glad yeah. you have. Um, you're welcome back anytime. Next time you come back, though, we're probably not going to be grilling you about, you know, your your life and your hopes and your dreams and whatever. But you're Thank welcome God. to sit around the table and talk shit with us um, on the on the um, horizon. We're going to see some new uh, new microphones. Right. And some better headphones. Right. Once we uh, once we secure funding, as it were. Nicki uh, Minaj. Like Nicki Minaj? Does no, she secure funding? Oh, yeah. She's going to be here next week. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Yes. No. Not secure guests. We've got we've actually got a pretty good solid lineup right now. Oprah Winfrey yeah. is going to be here. On, yeah, on, Oprah's uh, going to be here soon. Uh, yeah, in late June. No, I'll tell you who's going to be on, and you're welcome to to join us for you know to be a, a third host for any of those. Right, we're going to get Natty Chaps. Right, it's a good way to go. Right, I really want to talk to him about the cult and about uh, music. No kidding. Right? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Cult questions. I mean, dude, we're going to hear some shit, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. so excited for that. So we're going to get Natty Chaps up on this. We're going to get Robin, right? Good friend of all of ours, you know, friend of the show from previous iterations of the show. Yeah. Oh, dude, Andrew is going to be all up on this, dude. We're going to get the dulcet tones of Andrew Nystrom up on these beats, right? It's going to be awesome. Uh, my dad has confirmed, you know what I mean? Um I think those are the ones that I have like already like committed to. They're they're down for whatever. Oh, and Z's brother, yeah. Why? What's he? What's, he, <laughs> what's your no? Not why. His name is Why. Your name is Z. <laughs> Please tell you, me he's dude. an older brother. Fuck you. 
Yeah. Oh, man. What, what's his name? His name uh, is Roshan, but he goes by Sean. That's basically Sean, why. great. I like Sean. Yeah, oh, excellent. No, I, I don't have a problem with his real name. It's just it's easy when it's something that I can work with. Um, excellent. And, and my sister, right? Dex will be back on soon enough. You know what I mean? I don't think she hasn't been on this show yet, but she will. She is always, you know, no matter what project I do, she's always a, a reoccurring character yeah. in my antics. So, um, so we got big things on the horizon. I'm very excited about it. You know, I still feel like we're in a, we're in a position where we're, we're really getting our legs. We're figuring out what the show's all about and where we're going with it. But I'm very happy with the avenue that we've taken. Today has been less about how are Z and I going to improve ourselves and what we're going to learn and more about, you know, getting a, getting a, 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 a better look into the mind of one of, one of our colleagues and a, a person that I would, I would like to call a friend, you I, know, even off air. I would like to, to, to think of you as a friend of mine and, um, and a person that I do really respect, you know. You you kind of came out of nowhere in my life, and we had a we had a short time to to get to know one another and yeah, yeah. and learn how to uh, to work together. And uh, I'm really impressed with you, and I'm glad you came on the show tonight. Thank you. you I know? feel the same about you. And Z's over there nodding his nodding his yeah. uh, head in agreement, flipping yeah. us off. Yeah, He's giving us the finger. The you know, it's kind of rude, Z. Yeah, double birds. Hey, you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we would love to to have you on the cast of uh, Friends of the Show. So Absolutely. Cool. Well, uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we don't have an official sign-off yet, do we? What do we say? We don't say anything yet. Goodbye, say, everyone. Yeah, so long. Good night and good luck. Next Misinformation week. Machine. Next week on yeah. Misinformation Machine. Nicki <laughs> Yeah. To be continued. Thank you.